The following is a paid podcast from Prudential. Welcome to Wealth Wits, a podcast about money made exactly for you. I'm Faith Saley. So, you're a structured saver, and you're in your 30s. I've been curious about what it's like to be a structured saver in your 30s, and I'm here to share what I've learned with you. Let's start with the saver part. I went out and asked some structured savers about their finances. Here's what they had to say about money. My dad is a super saver. He bought stuff on sale all the time and worked two jobs growing up. My mindset is more if I can't pay it off within a paycheck or two paychecks, unless it's absolutely necessary, I don't get it. I didn't let my credit card bills add up. I didn't like paying finance charges or interest. I think that helped me a lot. I try not to be that anxious about it. I try to be a little bit more relaxed about it, but mindful that I have to put money aside just in case something happens. These are my takeaways about structured savers. You're proactive with your money. You work hard at managing your finances. You even enjoy it. You're not afraid of budgets. In fact, you like looking at numbers. And you make thoughtful, well-researched decisions. Financial planners love you. I am a structured saver at heart, and I think I always have been. I like knowing where my money is. I like being aware of when it should shift to a new place. I try to enlist experts to help me on that. And I also like looking at the numbers every once in a while. It feels like both a sense of accomplishment and comfort. Structured savers are people of all ages and income ranges. You don't have to be Bill Gates to save money. I was reminded of this when I met Christina, a single mother of two who works multiple jobs to maintain her savings accounts. My name is Christina. I am a big saver with my money, but at the same time, I don't stop myself from going out and having fun with my friends. I just don't want to, like, go crazy and be like, oh, yeah, you guys, let's go have fun, and then end up skydiving that day, you know? Like, you have to make sure you have enough money to have fun, but have enough money to live the next day as well. I try to put at least $100 away for fun money in the week, and half of my paychecks go into savings. The rest will go to bills. And if I don't have enough money to go to bills, then I take out for fun money and just eat peanut butter sandwiches for a week. My kids are eight and five. I always teach them that saving your money for a rainy day will always end up being to your benefit. I reached out to a few experts to see what they had to say about structured savers like yourself. I know that structured savers are financial planners A-plus students, but I was curious if they'd have any advice for someone like Christina, people who want to balance fun and practical investments, whether or not they have kids. I started with Jeff Rose, a certified financial planner and the author of the site goodfinancialsense.com. Yes, that is sense as in money. Here's what he told me. An amazing quality of, of being a structured saver is that when you already know like where your money is going, you, you have removed a lot of the stress. What advice would you have for Christina? You know, she allots herself $100 a week for her quote unquote fund money. And then she has a half of her check go to savings. 
And then at the end of the month, if she doesn't have enough to pay the bills, she doesn't pull that from her savings. She pulls it from her, her fund money. That's A plus with like extra credit. But I would ask, are there any things that she that she didn't do? Like any things, any experiences with her friends that she could have done, that she had more than ample savings to, to do? You know, what are some of those experiences with her kids that she can do with them now that she's not going to be able to do for them in you know, five or six years from now when they're teenagers, they don't want to hang out with mom yeah. anymore. Yeah, that's a really good point. I love experiences, you know, and I, if, like the one thing I've never done, I still want to do, either my wife is uh, does not want me to do because we have four kids now, but I want to go skydiving. Yeah, I'm, I'm with your wife on this one, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> and like, that's something that, Reflecting back, I wish that I would have splurged on that activity. And I've seen a lot of people that have, they were so committed to saving and chasing this bigger number later on in life that they forgot to live the life in the moment. So Jeff, Christina actually says she doesn't want to go crazy and be like, oh, God, you know, oh, yeah, guys, let's go have fun and go skydiving. (laughs) She needs to. She doesn't know. (laughs) But it sounds like she's done a great job of showing her kids what it means to save. But, you know, what are some of those experiences, maybe a trip or, you know, something that they can do together that they will remember the rest of their lives? You've just lit a fire under me about things I need to do with my children before they don't want to be with me anymore. (laughs) Skydiving. (laughs) (laughs) No, you see, you have not sold me on that one, my friend. (laughs) Jeff, thank you so much. It's been fun. So Jeff Rose says that you'd need to make sure you're having enough fun. I wanted to know if there was anything that structured savers could do to manage their money even better. I called up David Carlson, a personal finance blogger at the site Young Adult Money and the author of the book Hustle Away Debt. And this is what he had to say. I would describe structured savers as very conservative, very concerned about ever not having money, ever having to be stressed about money. And what's interesting about them is I think that part of it too is they really want freedom. That's what they're shooting for. And freedom to them is having enough money to do whatever they want. David, are you a structured saver? I think I most relate to this group, yes. Among your clients who who fall into the structured saver type, what kinds of financial behaviors do you see them engaging in? I think a lot of structured savers are people who have a good handle on their finances. They're reviewing it. They're checking their bank accounts each month. They're looking at their transactions, even going as far as being strategic about how much they set in different retirement accounts and maximizing their taxes. Really structured savers, they're the ones who are going to have that nest egg set aside. Are there any money-saving tools that you'd especially recommend for structured savers? I'd say that most structured savers probably already did the research themselves, Mm -hmm. but if they do work for an employer, utilizing some of the tools available to them and maybe some other apps that help you save even more. Okay, so to recap, what do we know now about structured savers? What should you be doing? First, don't be afraid to take a financial risk or two. If you have the padding, and you probably do, consider making a higher-yield investment. It might be risky, but you can afford it, and it could pay off big for your future. Second, you're likely very retirement-oriented, and that's great. But don't forget to seize the day. 
Make sure you're investing in experiences with your loved ones. Take advantage of that time you have with them now. And above all, keep on keeping on. You're doing a great job. So we've learned what it's like to manage money as a structured saver. But to get the full picture of your financial situation, we also have to think about your current stage of life. Out in the world, I also asked some folks in their 30s for snapshots of their finances. And this is what they told me. Uh, when I turned 30, I definitely saw myself more as like an adult. I feel very anxious about my debt. Um, I just didn't think that I would still have this problem at 30. There's all of this like shame associated with not having enough money. And then there's also all of this anxiety with like getting money and making sure you have enough money. So this is what I heard. The 30s are all about change. You're looking to the future, laying the foundation for the rest of your life. You might be choosing a partner, thinking about buying a home or having children. One woman I spoke to was right in the middle of her 30s and entering a whole new phase of adulthood. She and her husband had just bought a house and just had a baby, and she was feeling a little uneasy about her finances. Here's what she said. My name is Erin, and I'm 36. Um, I think my 30s, I kind of feel like an adult. Childcare is a giant worry of mine. Now my goals work-wise are just making enough money to pay for his daycare. Since being pregnant, I tried to get all of my ducks in a row, and I opened up an IRA, and my husband has a 401k, and we have a little thing for my son. You know, so, so we definitely, we're pretty into saving. Again, I wanted to talk to a financial expert to hear what advice they would give to Aaron or someone similarly squeezed between big life decisions. I reached out to Kimberly Palmer, a financial journalist. Kimberly writes a lot about money management for parents. And whether you have kids or not, she's got tons of good advice for 30-somethings. Here's Kimberly. Let's talk about Erin a little bit. So Erin is recognizing that child care is almost as much as her mortgage. What advice would you have for Erin? I love Erin's story because it's like, wow, I have these huge expenses and I feel so crunched. So I think that, first of all, she can let go of some of the guilt that she has about spending money on certain things. I definitely got the sense from what she's saying that she feels guilty now. So I think my main advice to her is to step back for a minute and just make a list of all of your priorities and making your budget then to reflect those priorities so you don't feel this daily, oh no, I'm spending too much money on that. Because you've worked it out, you know you will be spending money on those things, at least for the foreseeable future, and that's okay. And you'll just make sure that your budget can handle it. I'd love to talk about personal finance generally for people in their 30s. So what are the financial challenges and concerns that you see facing people in their 30s? You are a 30-something, right? I am. I'm right in the middle there. Yeah. So the biggest is just that we have so much pressure, so much expenses just sucking away at our income. It's hard to handle it all. So a lot of us are starting to have parents that might need help, um, assistance, either caregiving or financially in some cases. And then at the same time, our kids' expenses are just growing. Uh, kids are so expensive. And then on top of that, we have, you know, our we're trying to manage our careers and our earning pe- potential and power 
trying to grow that amidst all of that pressure. A lot of us still have student loans we're paying off too. Uh, we have bigger household expenses, mortgage, rent. So, I mean, it's like everything is hitting us at once. The question is, how do we juggle all that? So those are the challenges and concerns. What are some advantages to being somebody in your 30s when it comes to finances? We have so much earning potential still ahead of us. If we can hold on to that earning power and build it, um, then that is something we really have on our side. What are the big decisions you see 30-somethings facing when it comes to money? First of all, I think it's about prioritizing what those long-term goals are. I mean, you have to kind of pick and choose because we can't do everything. So are you going to save for your own retirement, which I think we have to make our top priority, versus setting up your kid's college savings account, which of course we want to do also, but maybe we have to wait a little bit while we still are getting our own retirement goals down. How should people be thinking about retirement when they're in their 30s? Retirement might feel like it's still far off, but you know, it's the most important thing we can do in our 30s is to make sure we've opened up those accounts if we haven't already. It's so striking. If you look at the numbers of when you start saving for retirement, if you start in your 20s, you have to save so much less to get to the same amount than if you start in your 30s or 40s. And if we can just feel motivated enough by that to open up those accounts as soon as possible, uh, it will pay off so much in the long run. It's so important for us to do. Okay, so did you catch that? First of all, Kimberly Palmer says that you have to concentrate on saving for retirement in your 30s. Make sure you open up those retirement accounts. Now is the time. She also says that before you make a budget, you should think about your goals and priorities. What's most important to you? And then make sure you've organized your budget to reflect whatever it is you most want. Because ultimately, how you spend your money is just a reflection of your values. And we learned that in your 30s, you still have tons of earning potential. So make sure you're taking steps in your career to keep maximizing that potential. Go after that promotion. Ask for that raise. Last of all, we want everyone to know that if you've made mistakes or been out of balance with your financial choices, there's no shame in it. Every financial expert stresses that it's never too late. <sighs> you can make meaningful changes starting today. So whatever you do or however you feel about money, no matter what age you are or behavior type you fall into, it, it's okay. You just need to be aware of the kind of person you are when it comes to your finances so you can grow. And more importantly, be happy. That's all for this episode of Wealth Wits. Special thanks to our guests, Jeff Rose, David Carlson, and Kimberly Palmer. And special thanks to Christina and Aaron for sharing their stories. If you want to learn about money matters at other stages of life, or if you're curious about other financial behavior types, check out slate.com slash explorewealthwits. You can also subscribe to the entire series wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like the show, why not let people know by leaving us a good review? I'm Faith Saley. Thanks so much for joining us.